Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well met, fellow adventurers. We are back with Sir Crokington. And we are going to be exploring Foxwell Forest in North East Tulsa. But first, I want to check... If there's anything near there that isn't on most of the maps, but just happens to be on some very special maps, which you can find in the city of Talanus once you visit Eloquin, the map maker, map maker, who I'm visiting now. This is the shop of Eloquin. A master maker, master map, master map maker, and part-time adventurer. The diminutive young woman who skilled the sword has been finally honed under tutelage Tothra. Spends most of her days here, making detailed maps for all manner of clients throughout Tosa, Tosa, and beyond. Actually, kind of makes sense that at a map. A map maker would be able to hold themselves in a fight. Because if you want to get a really accurate map, you got to go there, into the wild, and hold off whatever, whatever crazy stuff might happen to you on the way. Yeah, so you can map, map, goblin cat camp. Open brackets, all dead. Close brackets. Number seven. <laughs> Although I imagine those things get set up so new ones get set up so often that in many cases you don't even bother putting on a map. You just have a vague area saying. Goblins round here, they move. It is a well-known fact that Lucron bolsters her income by selling information, information regarding the location of certain explorable places to which her main profession has made her privy. Let's have a let's have a nice little chat first. Lucron seems only too pleased to put aside her work and speak with you. She fetches two mugs of steaming paleo and proceeds to ask you about your latest adventures. Listen intently, she nods at regular intervals and sometimes shakes her head in disbelief as she describes some of the more recent events in which you've played a part. Someday, I'll have time for that, she says, turning her gaze to open the window that looks out onto the street. For now, I have to be content to make maps and supply folks like you with the locations of explorable parts. But I can still dream of someday. Okay. But you've put, you have put my house on your maps, right? 
Because people should know where that is, so they know where to go when they have problems. Although that does mean all the thieves know. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll have defences for that. I can get a moat monster. Crow about purchasing some information. In a current one which is through several untidy stacks of paper. Attempting to discover the only location she is available to sell you. Yes, here we are, she says at last, smiling as she closely examines what appear to be several hastily drawn maps. They come I just have found something for you. Oh right. So here here are the three places. Standing at the look inside, you look down upon the clustered surface of the table, over which are spread numerous maps in various stages of completion. The map maker tells you she found three locations that might be of interest to you. It costs 100 gold to purchase directions to available to a location for a Linequin. Once purchased, the locations will be available for you to travel to. Let me just see. These are Bone Shatter Cave, Shimmerball Cave, and Twelve's End Cave. Let me just see where they are. Uh, I've just checked. None of these are the place that's near. It's near Foxwell Forest. So I'll just not get any of these yet. I will eventually. Northeast Tosa. No, no, there is a place near Foxwell Forest. It's called the Hall of Stone. But you don't need to buy a map to get that. I guess it's I guess it's been discovered for a long time, and it's a matter of public record now. They probably talk about it in the city of Pakwa, which is also in Northeast Tosa. Or maybe some of the villages around Lake Eggbark. Or various other small villages. Which we don't go to yet. Not because they don't exist. It's just that nothing has been written about them yet. Anyway, let's go to the Hall of Stone. You're standing in the thick of Foxfell Forest. Before a broad step of stone steps. Descend steeply into a dark opening in the earth. Several nearby cracked and weathered slabs of stone bear ancient engraved Adivari symbols that serve to mark the location as a tomb. Owing to your mastery of law, you're able to determine the Adivari symbols roughly translate to Hall of Stone. So you can west here, and that just restores your stamina points. So if you want to restore your never reserve, you've got to travel a little bit further. Not much though. Just a little bit. Alright, let's descend the stairs. You're standing at the bottom of the stairs that lead up and out of this eerie quiet of this ancient Tardavari tomb. Okay, this this room is a is a little is a little waffle shaped grid and I'm on the north side or in the middle. 
Okay. Elaborate engravings, most depicting a sword-wielding warrior in battle, adorn the walls of this grand tomb. An eerie quiet fills these dark, twisting passages. Right to the northeast corner. A towering statue of an ancient Adavari warrior stands atop the ornate pedestal, the corner of the passage. The statue, statue which depicts an armoured man swinging a sword, is perched atop the broad stone base. Let's see what happens if we approach. The instant you approach the statue, the sharp, unmistakable sound of cracking stone fills the air. Oh, of course it came to life and tries to kill you. What statues don't? That's what statues do. It's what they're for, apparently. We instinctively fall back and assume a defensive stance as the towering, sculpted warrior begins to move. The statue steps off its base and starts towards you, its heavy footfall sending tremors through the dirt beneath your feet. I can flee or hold my ground and engage the statue. I guess I'll try the hold my ground. You bravely hold your ground, prepared to engage the towering stone terror now bearing down you. It's a guardian statue, screen difficulty. But my weapon is ineffective against this enemy. You can use magic though. So I'm gonna use I'm gonna blast it down with the Neville Energy Blast. You assail your foe with a deadly blast of negative Neville Energy, 39, 44 damage, swats at you for a bit of damage, but negligible all things considered. You've slain your foe. I've destroyed it with the power of destruction. 25 XP. You step back from the heap of rubble at your feet, thankful to have survived the brutal mill. Uh, continuing. Okay, so I could deal with all those. But the weapon is ineffective, which the overwhelming majority of times means there's something you should do in this dungeon so you can affect it. Alright. A series of thundering stomps precedes the sudden arrival of the massive being of stone at the edge of your light. The hawking figure, made up of entirely highly of enormous stone blocks, pauses only briefly before continuing towards you. Its mighty fists waved in anticipation, dealing you a single decisive blow. Begin combat. It's a stone sentry. It swats at you, but I'm just stabbing. Don't know how stabbing would work, but it's a magic dagger, so I guess it does work. Devastating blow, 31 damage, but it is slain. Ooh. No XP, curious. You leap back as the massive being of stone topples forward, crumpling into a pile of rubble as the heavy stone bulk smashes into the floor, suddenly. You watch in horror as the pile of stone before you begins to twitch. Then in a blur of motion, the remnants of the mighty stone guardian rise into the air as the fearsome being swiftly rebuilds itself. You instinctively draw yourself into combat ready stance, prepare to face the wizened stone terror. 
It's a Wizen Stone Sentry. I stab, it swats. Let's just keep this going. Maybe some no devastating blows yet. And it is slain. Oh, still no XP. You leap back as the massive being well toppers forwards. Crumbling to a pile of rubble as its stony bolt crash crashes into the floor suddenly. You watch in horror as the, pile, as the pile of stone before you begins to twitch. Then, in a blur of motion, the elements of the mighty stone guardian rise into the air as the fearsome being swiftly rebuilds itself again. How many times are you going to keep doing this? You instinctively draw yourself into a combat-ready stance and prepare to face the re-risen stone terror. Re-risen stone sentry. Couple of devastating blows just then. Another one for another 29 damage. One for 26 damage. One for 34 damage. Never blast. 48 damage to it. And it is slain. Seal for heal for 64 XP. You leap back as the massive being of stone topples forward, crumping to a pile of rubble with stony bulk smashes into the floor. Just gonna heal myself from all that. 32 XP to general. You remained in the festive posture for several moments, expecting the stone being to again take form out of the pile of rubble. When it becomes apparent that the fearsome garden is at last defeated, you relax your guard with a long overdue start of relief. Taking a few moments to recover from battle, you once again set off through the dark, your every sense alert for the first sign of danger. Alright, now let's just use some elementalism. I summon a wind elemental to blow its fragments far, far away from each other. Just in case it decides to reform while I'm not looking. This will make it really awkward for it at least. Okay, centre chamber. You're standing in a large circular chamber. Four on eight arches tower above the thresholds of passages that exit the wounds in the north, south, east and west. A long stone plymouth dominates the centre of the chamber. Standing before the plymouth, his blue aura washing over his gloomy surroundings, is the glowing apparition of a young man. The spirit clad in armour that bears the markings of an ancient devourer, briefly looks up at you before quickly averting his gaze. Alright, hello there. The, ch the spirit speaks as you across, its whispering voice filling the chamber like the sudden rush of wind. Bring me the disc, and the way below can be opened. You must help me. You must return to me what is mine, so I may sleep. Suddenly, a bright blue glow, too identical to that of the aura surrounding the phantasmal figure, envelops you. The glow rapidly fades, leaving you with a strange, tingling sensation in your hands. The stole ones, you may now wend, says the spirit. 
He makes several attempts to speak with the spirits, but the apparition falls silent and looks away. Okay, and that was me plugging in the the head, the microphone, so if there's a sudden change in sound quality and volume, that's why. Indeed. Anyhow, you can wend the stone ones. You make several attempts to speak with the spirit. The apparition falls silent and looks away. I'm guessing the stone ones you can wend are those in the corners. I could wend them before, but that involves using magic, so... Alright, let's approach this the southeast statue. Moves to attack me just like the first one at northeast corner. Guardian statue. Yep, now I can now I can hit it. I'm guessing something will happen once we got all four. 54 XP. Alright. Stone sentry, just gonna quick combat this. It rises. And then it rises again. 932 XP. And then take the opportunity to do a bit more healing. Because they've got a lot of specials, these ones. Here's another Stone Sentry. Wizen. And then we Wizen. Rising so much, you'd think it was a souffle. <laughs> or something like that. Right, southwest corner. Gaze the statue, begin combat. Looks like you can't quit combat these for reasons. It is slain. 48 XP. Alright, now northwest side. Push the statue, gazing statue. Bash, 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 bash. It swats. I stab. Well, my stab is even more effective with my magical statue smashing superpower. Somehow. Yeah, so it's slightly out of phase with the rest of the world, and it goes into the same layer of reality where the statue's life force is stored, or something like that. Another 24 XP. Yeah, will something happen? Yes, we've got a suddenly. To quickly check your over equipment, you make a search of the statue's remains and discover a small bone disc. The curious object bears several engraved symbols of ancient Ardavari origin. I guess it's... Is it always in the last one you look? Do they just secretly pass it to each other? The instant you turn up, they... In the secret, out of phase with the universe statue realm that I previously mentioned. Yeah, I mean, it could be a coincidence, but I think it's the last one. We're calling that... The glowing spirit asks you to recover the disc. Disc. You slip it in amongst your belongings before, before cautiously resuming your exploration. It does not appear in my inventory, 
because that would be too much work to program in and also people could just keep it keep it in their inventory so they can quit so they can do it without solving and anyhow, you've already set up set up a check for whether you've defeated them all so you might as well just use the same check to let you go further also if you if it becomes an item in your inventory that makes every save file just a teeny bit longer and when you've got thousands upon thousands of accounts that starts to add up maybe maybe that's the reason who knows anyway let's go show this let's go show this friendly ghost the disc we found approach the spirits 8 xp to general as you approach the spirit the bone disc you're carrying adopts a dazzling blue hue and flies out from among your possessions the thin bone beast soars about in a dizzying pattern before coming to rest in a non-corporeal palm of the spirit's outwest hand outstretched hand a low rumble fills the chamber, and several violent shudders run beneath your feet. With a mix of apprehension and wonder, you watch as an entire section of the floor sinks away, revealing a steep set of steps that descend into darkness. You look up, in this shocked, startled discover there is no longer any sign of the spirit. Well, I guess it's gone to a bar. Because that's where you find spirits. Haha. I made a... I made a joke. Alright, let's go explore this lower level one. Descend the stairs. As you warily descend the stairs, you're startled with a soft blue aura suddenly envelops your hands. Just a few seconds, the glow fades. You're standing at the bottom of a set of steep stone steps that descend to the first level's ancient tomb. So I'm in a, I'm in a little pinched, I'm in a little square thing. But the top, the northeast and southwest corner, have been folded in. Guess you could say it looks like a diagonal eight. Yeah. Anyway, I'm in the northeast corner. Your foot falls out icky along the broad, dark passages of the ancient Avadavari tomb. Suddenly, your gaze is drawn to something blue glowing just up ahead, lying at the edge of the passage. You rarely approach the glow and surprise to discover. The pale blue translucent image of a battered shield resting on the floor. Let's take the shield. 4xp. Reach down and pick up the shield, but your hand passes right through the ghostly object. You're about to make a second attempt when the shield suddenly vanishes. Well, whatever it was going to do, I guess it's done it. Southeast corner. South corner. Well, south, south side. 
passage suddenly shakes as a massive being of stone stomps out of the room ahead. The fearsome Benamoth, his square head nearly brushed against the ceiling, crawls to a halt as it appears to carefully study you. Then, with his mighty arms swinging in its sides and heavy footfalls sending tremors along the corridor, the stone guardian strides forward and attacks. Okay, I guess what happened here was this this tomb had its conventional stone guardians come to life and attack you. And they were supposed to guard the, the, the disc, I guess. But they've gone a little bit... They've gone a bit rogue over time. Presumably it's just natural decay. It's the parts of them was a bits of rusted or whatever. Or maybe some of the magic has faded. The ma magic that makes them not so dumb. So now they're dumb. And they're causing problems. They're, they're stealing... They're stealing the disc rather than just guarding it. I've done something with this sealed. Passage suddenly shakes. Massive being of stone stomps out the gloom ahead. The fearsome Benamoth. It's its hair, square head, nearly brushing against the ceiling, draws to a halt as it appears to carefully study you. Then, with its mighty arms swinging at its sides and its heavy footfalls sending tremors along the corridor, the stone guardian strides forward and attacks. It's a stone guardian. Let's begin combat. It punches at you. Fair enough. Devastating blow for 18 damage. Bashity bash 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 bash. Bash bash bash. Slain. 41 XP. You step back from the pile of stone heaped to your feet and wipe the sweat from your brow as you struggle to catch your breath. So taking a few minutes to recover from the brutal fight, you quickly check over your gear before once again setting off along the passage. Alright, just keep going going clockwise. Your gaze is drawn to something blue, half glowing just above it, glowing just up ahead, lying at the edge of the passage. You rarely approach to glow and are surprised to discover a pale blue translucent image of a cloven helm resting on the floor. Take the helm. 4xp, you reach down and pick up the helm, but your hand passes right through the ghostly object. You're about to make a second attempt when the helm suddenly vanishes. Alright, some healing first. Keep going round, that's northwest corner. Alright, something else has appeared, it's glowing blue. It's a rusty sword. Take the sword. Sword suddenly vanishes. Alright, I'm just gonna keep going round here because I think there's more of these random combats coming up. Just going round and around in a circle. No particular plan. Right, one more loop round. Something turns up. I'll defeat it. Not. I'll just go back up. What should I do now? Climb the stairs. Of course, it's climb the stairs. All right. 
A long plinth dominates the centre of the chamber, resting atop the plinth of the skeletal remains of an armoured Adavari warrior. Next to the plinth, a set of steps descended into the darkness. We've done the steps, examine the skeletal remains. You step up to the plinth and carefully examine the armoured skeleton. The rusted sword, battered shield and cloven home you discovered on the lower level of the tomb are lying next to the remains. Now appears the restless spirit you encountered here is at last at peace. Okay, okay, so when I pick pick them up, the they uh return to this guy and now he can go to now he can keep fighting in Valhalla, presumably. Yeah, because you know what it's like. You go to Valhalla. But you don't have... You didn't get... Someone stole your weapons and armor from your grave. And now you can't take part in the endless fight. And you got to sit on the bench. And it's really boring. So you, so you call up... So you call up Odin. And you say, hey... Someone stole my... Someone stole the stuff from my grave. Can I plop down and get it? Okay. So you do. You go down and you get it. But you're incorporeal. Which is always a problem. So you can't, you know, pick up your stuff. I didn't know where they've gone. I have no idea what's been happening these last few thousand years. So you just wander around all spooky and hope someone helps you out. And here they go. They have. Lucky for you. As you stand looking over the remains, you suddenly take note. The soft blue glow surrounding your hands. When you draw up your hand to take a close look, however, the strange aura fades. 64 XP to general. Still pondering the significance of the odd occurrence, you step away from the plinth. Suddenly, nerve inquires. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He falls over the hall of stone. Success. Successfully cleared the Hall of Stone. Please note, though you may have managed to clear this dungeon, there may or may not be more left to discover here. You can, if you wish, continue to explore the Hall of Stone. The Hall of Stone will, after a time, reset itself. 
allowing you the opportunity to once again explore and clear it. 128 experiences general, pretty nice for such a short thing. In a carefully concealed alcove on the tome's upper level, discover a large collection of items and valuables. Oh. I hope these don't I hope these aren't a ones ones in particular. And I don't I don't just accidentally cause someone else to become a ghost by taking them. Well, they weren't they weren't on a skeleton, so I'm guessing they're just the they're just the equipment of of treasure hunters and tomb raiders, and then the stone guardians when they were still working. You know, they just bashed them, they just squatted them to pieces, then just put the equipment in a corner somewhere. You know, so. They, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm assuming happened. That's how these things got there. Because, you know, it's like people are always trying to raid tombs. Because people are always putting all the coolest stuff in them. Yeah. Alright, so we got a spike. Alright, we got some various loot. I'm not, I'm not going to weed it out. It's loot. You don't need to know what it is. You just sell it. Well, most of it. I'm not going to sell the common cludgel because that'll sell for about one gold, and that ain't worth hauling hauling an entire cludgel around for. Oh, it's sixty-three gold tokens, which fortunately weighs nothing, because that that's just one of the things you learn at the mints how to make anti-gravity money. It's it's, it's a common secret. Yeah, you know, that that's why all video game characters can carry ridiculous amounts of money without any encumbrance at all. Yes. Yeah, that's why they can do it because anti gravity money. What you do is you just put the money in a bag, and then the bag floats. And then, as you go around, you just set up your bags of money. You set up all your bags of money on a long piece of rope, and you just drag them after you as you go. And really good thing about bags full of money is they attract thieves, and then you can beat up that, then you can kill the thieves, and get or and get even more money. <laughs> Yes, anti-gravity money. It's how it works, apparently. Although, of course, in video games, they don't show the anti-gravity bags of money following you around because of render cycles and the block the camera, and it would look really silly. And... And, it, and sometimes you'd go into a house, but then you wouldn't be able to get out again because your anti-gravity money is blocking the door. And, it, and there's no way to actually get it to stop following you. So you just end up with this huge trail of, of anti-gravity money bags just flowing you around. And you 
constantly end up stuck in buildings. They won't get out the way. So then you have to drop all your money on the floor, where it stops being anti-gravity because it's not owned anymore. That, that's that's why you can still that's why you can still fighting in chests. Once it ceases having an owner, it drops to the floor. That that's how you can tell that you can take it, because if it's hovering, if the money's hovering, it's someone's. If the money's not hovering, it's free. It's free to take. Yes. Yes, yes, that, that, that's totally how it works. I said so, and so it is. Because I am the podcast man, and I determine all the silly things. Only silly things. I cannot determine anything serious. The searching for the cash and making certain you haven't overlooked anything. You step out of the hidden alcove and cautiously set off through the gloom. Now... Is there any Is there any monsters to fight? They said there might be other things going on, so just wandering around. Oh, is, is that it? Alright, just and the scares. I'm just going to make one more loop at the bottom. Look for any of the stony guardian-y things. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they would pers- Maybe there's just a very limited supply of them. Maybe they're super rare. Okay. Well, it says cleared. That's good enough for me. Climb the stairs and leave. And okay, next up we'll be going to Foxville Forest itself. And now we are in Foxville Forest itself. The ancient Foxville Forest stands on the eastern shoulder of the Sand Split, in the northeast corner of the kingdom, not haunted or cursed. Which, which we're is where amongst the forests that we explore but probably amongst all the forests of all the forests of the kingdom probably most of them are safe well, let's just have a look at the map the realm the realm map okay let's see old northwood a little bit cursed but the biggest wood is Troll Neck and Troll Neck and Thek Wood. They're just regular woods. A bit wild, but regular. Lots of woods around Thane Vale, filled with woods. Perfectly regular woods. Regular woods around Barlock. Silburn Forest. Apparently that's such a regular wood we can't even go there. Goblin Hollow. Woods there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's got goblins, but not haunted or cursed. Yeah, look at the look. You look at the map of the kingdom. Like half the tiles are half the tiles that aren't water anyway. Half the tiles that aren't water are forest because that's probably how it kind of was in medieval times, largely because forests are really handy. You can get nuts, you can get rabbits, you can get deer, you can get other nice things. There's forests on the outskirts of Dragomedi. Yeah, yeah. Probably most of the forests in the kingdom are not not haunted or cursed. It's just that we tend to not go to those forests. We need to spend a disproportionate amount of time in the more cursed forests. Like, like Fogbore Forest. Which is super cursed. And it's generally just hurls out monsters every few... Every few minutes. Yeah. But anyhow, it's just speculation. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a member of. I'm not a member of the Tulsa Land Registry, which would have a database of all the forests in the kingdom and have a little tick, a little boxes next to them. Is haunted. Is cursed. Is neither. Is haunted and cursed by city. Sometimes just gets up and moves. Not haunted or cursed, but just have some. Just have some loud bugs that scream in suspiciously human fashion. And my ex girlfriend lives there, and she's really annoying. The forest is prized for its healthy and vast population of hardwoods, as well as its abundance of game. The forest was long ago decreed by the crown to be freeland. What is freeland? Freeland refers to any land decreed by Titus King to be available for use by all of the kingdom's citizens. Citizenry uses this day. Designation is used to allow hunting, woodcutting, and and stone excavation in remote or forested areas. Land that is not open for use by all is known as crown land. Oh yes, hmm. I'm guessing we don't. We I guess in Tysa you don't have the non-aristocratic, non-noble land ownership as a big thing yet. Yeah, of course, it's probably making a gradual emer emergence as a larger and larger yeoman, yeoman-y, Boswell class emerges, but we're still pretty feudal. So the it's owned by the king, 
It's not owned by king, the king and whoever the king delegates it to is a useful distinction. Well, of course, it's kind of which is me talking about this from Britain where we still have vast feudal estates. Like the Duke of Westminster who owns a gazillion of everything. And we have the Duchy of Cornwall and various other places owned by owned by aristocrats and we never quite got round to decapitating. Oh well. So it, it's a, it's a just your regular normal wood. Maybe a bit dangerous but the sort of thing you can handle if you know how to run properly and maybe go out in twos and occasionally hire an adventurer to clear out the big scary stuff. It's basically as good as it gets. Get to the Magical King of Tosa if you know you want to actually get stuff. Adventures for this location. A band of four. There's two of them. A place of west is unnerved. Start the adventure. Here we go. While strolling along an overgrown woodcutter's road just inside the western edge of Foxvale Forest, you spot six shadowy shapes moving through the trees. The shapes are at least a hundred yards from you, but you can clearly discern they're human silhouettes. So I can investigate, move away from here at once, which I'm pretty sure will just instantly end the adventure, which is no fun at all. Use divination to see what. It succeeded. You sense a deep sadness surrounding the shadowy shapes. Do not sense that they mean you any harm. Okay, yeah, let's go investigate these shadows then. I've got to get them to cheer up. Ah, so yes, I'm good at them. Jump really high. Ah. Oh, uh. oh, oh, I could just use. I know, I'll use my. I use my powers of illusion to put on a little show. Not, not a ring of illusion style of thing. I mean, I'm only an adept master. You have to be, I presume he's legendary. Sorendar. But something, something. Investigate the shadows. He cautiously approached the group of six shapes. Surprised to discover the dark silhouettes of the shadowy, translucent forms of six humans. The shadows of three men, two women, and a young girl comprise the ghostly crew. The spirits do not appear aggressive in any way, but they seem to regard you with a great deal of suspicion. Yeah, well, that's the living for you. Always stealing stuff and complaining. The shadowy spirit of the young girl moves towards you, tears streaming down the sides of her round face. Stop them, she says, a frail voice, like a soft breath of wind. What does divination give me? 
You sense sadness and fear surrounding all six of the shadowy spirits. You also sense that the spirit of the young girl wishes to lead you to the source of what afflicts the mask. What, what do you mean, spirits? Without saying a word, the spirit of the young girl moves swiftly to the north, and you circle to keep pace as you follow her into the thick of the woods. Yeah, admittedly, when you're a ghost, you don't have to worry about tripping over the woods anymore. And you don't get hurt by the stinging nettles. And all the various forest critters tend to leave you alone. But it's really hard to pet a dog, so probably not worth it. Less than 200 yards from where the six shadowy spirits were gathered, well, except Cerberus, of course. You can pet Cerberus, because Cerberus is, is a hell dog, so he's pettable by ghosts. I think that's what ghosts do in the underworld. That's why they don't leave. Because they're busy petting Cerberus, who is the foofiest. Less than 200 yards when the six, six, shadow, six shadowy spirits were gathered, the source of their sadness is laid bare. Your long deceased guide pauses at the base of the steep hill and motions to the north, where your eyes fall upon the reasons for her tears. An ancient tomb almost entirely concealed by moss and earth, stands amidst the towering forest hardwoods. The door of the tomb is open, and standing in front of the stone structure are four men. You have little doubt that these men are in the process of pondering the tomb. Hey, hey, you know, don't do that when you know that like, ghosts exist and stuff. Like, they're using the tombs for Reasons? They are outmate the walls. Our rest is over, whispers the spirit of the young girl. Her frail voice is choked with emotion. We will wander. There is no more rest. Before you can reply, she turns and moves swiftly away, heading back in the direction of the other spirits. So these are the walls. If your tomb gets plundered, you get you get recall from wherever it is you regularly go. Hmm. Wait, does this just apply to human plundering? Or say what if say I don't know, a rabbit or a badger just dog into your tomb as would happen because they dig everywhere. Especially if you know it wasn't a formal tomb, it was just a, you know, a regular grave for regular people. Not some big fancy stone lined, stone lined sarcophagus and mini dungeon thing. You know, just kind of the, the sort of burial for the regular people. Do they just? To just suddenly get turned into ghosts just because just because a badger dug a hole through the, through their skull and smashed it in the process. That's all. Or you know it's yeah. Oh, then there's a landslide, 
and your grave that's up the hill is now spread out over quite a wide area at the bottom of the hill. Or, you know, wither, changed course. Disturbed it that way. Does that make you a ghost? I hope not. Because that means everyone would become a ghost eventually. Which merely might explain a lot, considering how... Because, I mean, we've encountered a lot of ghosts. Hmm. Maybe. But I hope not. I hope the old father has more sense than just, you know, make it... Make, to make the afterlife so unstable. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of special ritual you can perform to... to... to, to cover their need for a grave, even if they don't have one. Well, I mean, it should be, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I would ask the priest, but there's no options in this game to go visit priest, ask about the entire theology and afterlife of Tosa in detail. There is an option to click for that. <laughs> because if there was, I would. But I admit, maybe he's probably just, just focusing on whatever's dramatic at the moment. Before you could reply, she turns and moves swiftly away, heading back in the direction of the spirits. The four tomb robbers appear to be preparing to enter the tomb, and having succeeded in opening its heavy stone door, realising you have to deal with these men, you must do so here and now. Got quite a few options. I could use necromancy, but using desecration to fight desecration. Hmm. Honestly, I don't think the spirits would like that. I mean, I mean, if they're if they're getting set, all this can happen just because of a little bit too whoppy. Necromancy must totally screw them over. So I can use telekinesis or illusion. Or I can step into the open and make your present presence known. I can say, hey, tomb robbers. Stop robbing tombs. I met a ghost just a bit back. You're making her very sad. Yeah, child ghost. And they'll be like, oh. Oh, 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 well. Well, this is awkward. I guess we'll 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 just have to. We'll just have to go straight. Oh, well. Honestly, this was a lot more work than we thought it would be. We spent all day moving, moving, opening this thing up. And most of what we got is broken pottery and broken pottery and about three brooches. Three and three brooches. So we could almost have earned that much just by, you know, but just wending ourselves out to wending ourselves wending ourselves out to help with the help with the paleo for harvest. And then then after that you usually get free paleo. Maybe, maybe. I could launch a sneak attack. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, yes, this is bad, but I don't think it's death penalty bad. Because then, also, you just have more ghosts around. And then their tombs would be haunted by them. And the people who tried to rob them at the same time. And I wouldn't like that either. I could use my bow to get the wobber's attention. Or I could just bugger off. You know what? I haven't done the bow thing. You need archery and a bow, obviously. Arrows are just assumed. Because yes, yes, they could program the whole arrow thing, but it's it's just a lot of fuss, and it doesn't really add to immersion that much. Especially since it can often make your adventurer seem incompetent, because you forgot to get the arrows. No, not knowing it. Oh yeah, you have to get the arrows. And not knowing how fast you get used up, so you end up. So you end up just buying thousands of the things, but then you don't use them, and they can't weigh a lot. I mean, as I say, it, it's eh, it adds bother. But it really doesn't add any gameplay to get arrows. So I think in, I think I think originally they had that, but I think it was just a pain, pain, pain to program, pain to play. It's not worth it. Anyway, let's go, let's let's go try this archery thing. You notch an arrow, prepare to take aim. So I've got two options. I could attempt to scare the wobbers off with my shot, or attempt to slay one of the wobbers with my shot. So as I previously said, this isn't this isn't death penalty level stuff, or at least not not at least not without you know a trial and stuff. Well, I don't know their circumstances. Oh, I know that this is literally their last option. Because there's been some sort of depression in the village they're from. There's no jobs. The crops have started failing. and The only option is... Oh, oh, oh yeah, I remember. There's a tomb over there. The, 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 the forest, ten miles away. <sighs> there's probably something nice in it. Attempt to scare the wobbers off with your shot. Not like the dead need it. Do they? Do the dead need it? I'm just going to scare them off. You take aim at the spot just the left of the foot of one of your wobbers. One of the wobbers. Pick a number. Bonus of 28. That's all from archery and it's boosted by having the grand ashen bow. Got to get 40 or more to succeed. Pick now. 90. Success. Your feathered shaft sinks into the ground, barely inches from the toe of your target's boot. Startled, the four men draw their blades and spin around, attempting to locate the source of the shot. 
A second arrow embeds itself in the ground next to another man, producing the desired result. Having suddenly lost their nerve, the four men turn and dash off wildly into the forest. I hope this is enough to keep them away, though. Yeah, yeah probably would. They're probably just going to assume haunted. Because, I mean, it's a tomb. It's a tomb. If something happens to you after you do a tomb, you're just going to... I think your first assumption will be ghost. Because, as we know, in Tysa, ghosts are totally a thing. You see them all the time. Dash off wild influenced. You turn and find the six shadowy cigarettes. Six shadowy spirits. Moving through the forest towards the open tomb. The silhouettes of the five long departed men and women style. Smile, but say nothing as they pass by you slip into the gloom of their final resting place trailing behind them the ghost of the young girl pauses and looks up at you with no trace of the tears that previously streamed down her face she smiles briefly before moving into the door behind the others and disappearing from view the door creaks and slowly swings shut you silently pray that it is closed for the last time you suddenly feel a bit more vi- virtu- virtuous. And also, you get 64 XP to general. The end. You've reached the end of a band of four. Okay, there's another adventure here called An Arrival Interrupted. But we're very... Oh, just past the hour mark. So... That's enough. That's enough. Just gonna make my way. My way to. Yeah, let's go to Pacwa. We'll get round to the arrival interrupted at some point. It's adventures. It's a lonely stretch of road. And no doubt other ones as well. But anyway, so next time we'll do something in Pacwa. Maybe just explore the week, explore the area. But anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.